Okay, so thank you for tuning in to the Boostly podcast. You're listening to the Boostly podcast that helps give hosts the tools, the tactics, the trainings, and most importantly, the confidence to go out there and so you can go out and get more direct bookings. I'm Liam Carolan. I'm Mark Simpson's co-host, and this is the Spotlight mini-series on the Boostly podcast where we shine the light on services and businesses that you need to know about as a hospitality uh, host or as an owner. Today, we've got the amazing uh, Craig Webb. He's been a Boostly member for a number of years. He's had 32 years in hospitality, which is amazing. So lots and lots of experience. And 17 of those was as a general manager for a hotel. He's now started up his own venture called Web Marketing, where he focuses on helping people with digital marketing and search engine optimization. And today's episode, we're going to be diving into both his journey in hospitality and so you can pick up tips and tricks for, from his 32 years worth of experience. But then also we're going to be talking about what you need to be considering in your hospitality business regarding digital marketing and SEO. So let's dive into it. Welcome along, Craig. Hello, Liam. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I know we've known each other for for quite a while, buddy. And um, we were just talking about the Boostly Academy. And for anybody listening into this, basically Boostly has got uh, for anyone who purchases a website or training through Boostly, there's a private Facebook group, which is how I met Craig initially. He's one of the, uh, or has been, or still is one of the um, sort of best people in the group for experience and has been an ambassador and uh, has helped Mark with various different things over the years. So I'm excited to have you on here and for us to to finally be having a, a recorded conversation that we can share with people. And lastly, yeah, thank you for the introduction. Um, well, I think you've covered everything really. Yeah, 32 years in hospitality, started out just washing up and then just grew from there. I carried on when I was when I was at college, didn't know what else to do when I left college. I was always going to be a police officer. That never happened because uh, I just kept getting promoted in hospitality. You know, people kept leaving, you know, to do other things, and I kept getting promoted. So never, never got back really. And before I knew it, I was a I was a general manager uh, with Bespoke Hotels. I've got about a hundred hotels around the country, and I've managed about six or seven hotels for them. I can't even remember now. All around the sort of Cotswolds, Oxfordshire area, um, Heathrow, that sort of, uh, and different different markets. Some leisure, some tourism and some sort of commercial corporate type hotels as well. Um, so I've sort of see, seen everything in the industry from weddings, conferences, events, weights, uh, you know, you name it, I've, I've pretty much done it. But my love of digital marketing came when I was lumbered into a hotel that was in administration. It was, um, it must have been about 2008 when there was a crash and the property was managed by Bespoke but um, owned by the bank, was given to spoke to manage. And, you know, it's kind of like, there's the keys. We'll pay you to manage it and look after the place. And it's your job to get it sold. Um, so we need to turn those red figures black and, you know, make it look like a good business proposition for someone to buy. So if I, if I did a good job, I was going to be out of work because the hotel would be sold. But actually, I just thought, well, how can I do this? So I don't have anything to spend. How can I improve the hotel? How can I change its fortunes? And digital marketing was really just becoming a thing. Facebook, people didn't have Facebook pages for businesses. And I think I was one of the first people in the, in the UK to actually have my hotel to have a Facebook page. And people were commenting on it going, well, you can't do that. And I said, well, why not? There's no rules to say why not. So, you know, I had like three or 4,000 followers on Facebook before anyone even, even had 
a Facebook page and I was doing competitions on a Friday, giving rooms away. I was really, you know, leasing away on this stuff. And um, yeah, we just grew and grew. Instagram wasn't even a thing then. Twitter wasn't a thing. And I think most of them I've kind of ignored as they've come along. But then when I, because some of them, they never become something, do they? All, all these different things that come along, these, um, these new websites, most of them are just a flash in the pan. So I tend to wait to see if it's going to become of anything and, um, and then learn and do a deep dive into it, such as Instagram, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn is a very good one. So I do a deep dive into them, learn them, apply the trade, and, and put that into use for the hotel to get free business. So that, that's, that's what amazing. I did. Um, I just thought, how do I get customers? So I, I just started doing Facebook, reaching out to the community, uh, trying and do everything that I could do that was free to bring business to the hotel. And it just grew and grew from there. I just kept doing it and became an expert, I suppose. That's brilliant. And do you know what I love about that is, first of all, the early days of Facebook, I wish I was in on that at that stage because you know, it must have been uh, exciting. First of all, you're doing something different. So this is that get different sort of marketing when everyone else zigs, you're zagging uh, by by putting it Absolutely. out there. And I love what you said, and this will resonate with a lot of people listening into this is that, you know, we don't have big marketing budgets. We're not Airbnb, we're not booking.com. So how can you get your business to stand out compared to against everybody else's to stand out instead of people going to book on the OTAs? And by one thing you mentioned was competitions on a Friday night. And this is something which, you know, that sounds amazing. Can you just talk us through what you did? And uh, does that still work now, I guess, is the question for people listening. Yeah, it can work. It can work now. It certainly gives you an audience. You have to be careful not to just attract people that are looking for a freebie. You're really looking to try and align with your ideal client still. But back then I did um, free room Friday and it was a a corporate hotel. We were dead at the weekends. We were absolutely dead. So I just did this thing, free room Friday. It was almost, if if hashtag was a thing back then, it would have been hashtag free room Friday. But um, basically I'd just say, tell me a joke. The one who gets the most likes wins a free room to be taken over the next six months on a Friday or Saturday night, for example. And it just grew and grew. Um, And people absolutely loved it. They literally were queuing up to come in on a Friday waiting for the command um, on what would I'd, I'd ask them to do on a Friday. Uh, you know, and if it was Mother's Day, it'd be t- tell me why your mum deserves a stay in our hotel, for example, you know, uh, or uh, Valentine's, why, why is your partner deserving of a, of a meal with us next week? Kind of, that kind of thing. And it, and it just grew. It was fantastic. So, yeah, I, I kind of don't do as much of that anymore, but I've certainly done some um, competitions in the last hotel I ran, we were a spa hotel. So I talked about aligning with your with your ideal audience. We were sort of doing it around spa breaks. So we were targeting, say, groups of ladies that perhaps will want a spa break rather than just trying to give away a freebie. So we're at the same time we're building our audience. That's cool. And yeah. that definitely dives into, first of all, you know, if you make enough noise, people are interested, they'll share it with friends and family and, and you know, you're going to get more eyes on your business. And you mentioned you had sort of three or 4,000 uh, followers just in those those early days, which is amazing. And then also focusing it then more for everybody listening on your target avatar. And I guess when you say target and those, those sauna type groups, is it more sort of Facebook groups or spa groups and things like that? How did you target it more towards? Yeah, it can be. Uh, 
I've used a bit of Mark's training with that. For example, when we had that chapter, the chat bot, that was very clever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to target um, one time couples that wanted a hot tub break and they had to type the word in hot tub mm-hmm. to win. And I think that kind of aligned me with the people that would want to stay with us, you know, and you can then look at the demographics of your audience and target them more more closely on the on Facebook ads further down the line, can't you? So... That's really cool. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, industry knowledge there from those 32 years and also that digital marketing sort of stuff that I love. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just two pounds, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Is there any perceptions that have changed generally about hospitality during the time that you've been a, a, a in hospitality? No, but I think most of your audience are STR kind of hosts. And I'm speaking from a hotelier background, which is slightly different. I've always worked in full service hotels, you know, carry the bags, afternoon tea, spa service, all the rest of it. I think we're going to see a divide in hospitality, certainly the service level side of hospitality. I think we're going to see more of the, I want to say the Weatherspoon type, the low service, you know, go in, order on your app. The food comes from a microwave in the kitchen off a conveyor belt. And, you know, it's as cheap as it can be and there's no staff because we all know the cost is staff. Um, at the other end of the scale, I think we're going to miss a lot of that middle market stuff. The pubs and the rural pubs and the community pubs are really going to struggle. But then the high-end hotels, the traditional hotels that give the full service, will be charging way, 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 way more because their staff want paying properly. Uh, and people appreciate having the knowledge of a sommelier, the knowledge of a uh, a, a doorman and a you know, a porter and that sort of thing that can help them uh, with their stay and the local knowledge and all, all that sort of stuff. So, like I said, I think we're going to see that divide and more and more people are going to want to have that human connection and be willing to pay for it. So I think people need to start deciding now what they are. Are they full automation? Uh, key is on their phone. They just check in by, by Bluetooth. It's all automation. They don't touch a human being. And that's it. Or they get full service. They're met at the door. They're given a welcome pack. They talked about the local things to do in the area. You know, they're given a, a welcome basket of eggs and bacon for their for their set, sort of, um, self-catering accommodation. Yeah, they've got to decide because we we go. I think we're going to see a split. Um, and you've got to be. You can't be one foot in each camp. camp. No, I love that, and I love the the insight into that as well because. I certainly, if I'm traveling for work, I'm that first category. I'm like, yeah, let's just, I'm, I'm happy to just get, you know, into a place that the kind of like say Webspoons, McDonald's type model. But certainly if I'm taking my other half away, I, you know, I want it to feel, feel great. Do you know, you know, I Absolutely. want the, the entire experience to yeah. be sort of concierge services and, and things like that to really, and, and I don't mind paying for that. So I can definitely see that camp where, one is one, one is the other. So yeah, it's an interesting insight. Um, 
So, so Craig, let's talk about the um, what you're doing now. So you've moved from hospitality, those 32 years, and only as we record this, only a week ago, you uh, you finished your, your your hospitality sort of journey and you started your own digital marketing mate, uh, agency. So talk me through right. how that came about and um, what, what the plan is now. Well, I've already said I sort of started doing digital marketing for hotels quite a lot of years ago. And so Mark came into my life through a, I think it must have been a Facebook message. I can't remember how he got me in his funnel, but I was sucked into his his sales funnel about five or six years ago. Um, and it really resonated with me because I was already on that journey, but I was self-taught. I felt I felt I needed a little bit more guidance. And Boosley came along and it and it helped me accelerate that. So that was about five or six years ago. And I implemented that at work and then went further still. And I've then been doing my own. You know, Facebook do things, Google do their own, you know, free courses. I've, I've been absorbing all of those and learning learning more. I think during lockdown, that was about when we were out two years ago or so, I, I set up my company in lockdown because I had a fear of, of not going back to work. I thought, is the hotel even going to open? Um, and where our hotel was based, um, I managed three hotels, sorry, two hotels. There's a third hotel next door that didn't reopen. It went into administration and it's, it's still not a hotel now. Um, and I could foresee that could be an issue. And so I, I set up my marketing company, got some clients. I kind of, uh, my target audience at the time was digital marketing for hospitality. Now, hospitality was closed, so I was probably wasn't very clever there. But but actually, I did get some clients and some some were pivoting, doing different things like food production and that while they were closed. So, so I did get some clients in lockdown, but I then had to kind of let some of them go uh, when I went back to work, which always gnawed away at me because I was wondering what could have been and how could I have succeeded? Um, so yeah, back end of last year, quarter four, I thought let's have a, let's have a real effort to get some clients again with a view to having the clients in quarter one, 2023, and if it works, because I can manage the hotels and the clients at the same time, if I've got enough business, I'll let my I'll let my salary go and, and go full-time work for myself. So, you know, I just put myself out there and lo and behold, it happened very quickly. I was hoping perhaps to be by the end of March, but um, yeah, I finished at the end of January uh, and here we are. So well, congratulations. I'm really excited. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> and do you know what I'm pleased about? There's a couple of points which I want to pick up. But first of all, that, you know, with Boostly's help as well, that has given you more confidence to to dive further into to digital marketing, which is amazing. It certainly did the same for me in my sort of journey. Then you also mentioned that you know during lockdown you pivoted, which there's a lot of businesses, a lot of people listening will remember that time very freshly. I certainly do. And how I was, I was like, do I need to go and get a job at Morrison's? You know, what what do I need to go and do? Because yeah. that was pretty much the supermarkets was the only thing still still running at the time. So, um, the, the great thing is that the side effect from that period of time where everyone had stopped for a while is is they're able to do exactly what you've done there, which is pivot into awesome businesses and and carve out journeys for themselves, which is is amazing. So, congratulations on on the switch over to digital marketing and SEO. So let's dive further into that. What should most of the people listening to this, like say, are going to be hospitality owners of, of some description? What should people be considering when it comes down to particularly search engine optimization? Because it's something which, for me as a host, I always think of just going, ah, oh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, what's the what's the benefit? How much long is this going to take? How much money is this going to take? What would you say are some of the things that a host can start to do 
an action fairly fast, you know, after yeah. listening to this podcast? Okay. The first thing I would say is that everyone wants a quick win. They they want immediate gratification. They want some bit they want to post something on Facebook and for the phone to ring within 10 minutes. Well, let's face it, it's not going to happen. You know, Facebook and social media, it's great. It gives your message out there. So you've got to think of the social media as your your kind of message that's going out regularly. It might bring you a, a short-term booking. Uh, that's the same with Facebook ads and Google ads. That will bring you a your short-term win. SEO is your long-term win. That's your planting, your trees for next year, the year after. That's really establishing your business. You're building a really good base and looking after your future. Yeah, so you... I kind of say to people, you've got to do both. So you've got to look after tomorrow to get a booking, that's your social media, and you've got to look after your next year bookings, that's your SEO. And if you always think like that, I think you can build your business quite nicely. Um, now, the second part of your question was about what people can do. There are plenty of free tools out there. Um, Ahrefs is one of them, uh, neilpatel.com. They've all got introductory free offers where you can use it for three months or a basic um, freemium service. And it will tell you what's wrong with your website, um, even if just some of the things that are wrong with your website. Well, I can tell you now that most people are not doing it. I do SEO audits quite a lot and, and on audit people websites. Now, nine out of 10 people's audits, the score comes back of about 75%. Well, just by fixing some really basic things, you'll be at 85 or 90%. So I know you're going to be ahead of nine, nine out of 10 of your competitors just by fixing some broken links, adding some more content to your, to your page, you know, getting your keywords right, and that will look after your future business. You'll then outrank uh, the B&B down the road or your local competitor. I think that's the important thing, isn't it? It's not just... Um sticking their heads in the sand and just going, do you know what? I can ignore SEO or I can ignore digital marketing. And yes. going back to your first point about, you know, it's not just a quick win. Um, somebody likened it once to, you wouldn't expect to just use a chat line and say, come on, <laughs> let's, you grab your coach. You know, like, it just yes. wouldn't work like that. And that's exactly the same. You know, we're building relationships. We're building um, a brand at the end of the day. So it's a case of yeah. uh, social media, especially it's regular showing up and uh, putting your message out there, isn't it? And then for Absolutely. search engine optimization, it's being found and growing those seeds, as you say. So how likely it is over a long period of time that you're going to be found with your services with quite, your quite and, and actually the, the best way of doing that is actually to really nail down what your niche is and your sub niches so let's say uh, my customer avatar is retired people but i particularly like retired people with docs so you're you're niching you're niching again and then writing content about those sub niches and you you will then become the authority so you might not be number one in Oxfordshire for B&B in Oxfordshire, because that's impossible to rank on. But you can be number one for dog-friendly accessible room in Oxfordshire. Okay, and that's how you've got to think. You've got to be number one on your niche. I'll give you an example. Um, we did Christmas break packages at the hotel I used to work in, and we're in the Cotswolds. Cotswolds covers like five counties. Well, we were, I think, number two on natural searches for Christmas breaks in the Cotswolds. That takes a good couple of years to 
actually get the content up there and, and keep refreshing it, updating it regularly. And over time, then it, then it builds. That makes sense. That, that's, a, that's a niche. Yeah. Yeah. And that niching down is so important. I know there'll be lots of people listening to this going, oh, I don't know what my niche is. I know in the early days, I certainly didn't know who I was serving or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know necessarily a particular area I was focused on, all this sort of stuff where, and this is where, um, I mean, Mark has, has helped me with this, with the, the book direct playbook talks about um, who is your avatar? How can you niche mm-hmm. down? And another one of my mentors says that when you niche down, what you need to do is is go an inch wide, but a mile deep, you know, really find yeah. out, you know, aim for one, one person, one age group, but really fulfill what that person needs thoroughly, you know, really thoroughly. Absolutely. And, and think about that avatar at different times of year or the week, because your, your avatar in, Sunday to Thursday might be different to Friday, Saturday, so that's okay. And it might be different in August to it is in December. So that gives you extra sort of pillars of authority that you can build on your website around. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you, and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. How important is it for people listening to consider having well, first of all, I guess their own website, which Boostly can help with. But then once they've got their own website, blogs in particular, how important are blogs for SEO and in general for, for marketing? Yeah, very important. Because if, if you've just got the website, what people tend to do is say, I built my website, tick, done, forget it. Mm-hmm. But that's not it. It's like saying, I've decorated my house and now I don't have to clean it. It doesn't work like that. You just have to keep on top of it. So one of those things being blogs, that really gives you the opportunity to become the expert in your field. I know, for example, I'm smiling now, Liam, because um, I know that your website ranks very well for carp fishing in Norfolk. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the main, it it's the main thing we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> and that's down to the blocks. So if anyone is looking for accommodation because they're going fishing, which is a great place to go fishing in Norfolk because of all the lakes and rivers, then your website is going to come very highly for the people traveling to the area to do that. Uh, and that's your niche and you, you do it well. It's, it's one of those things, it's, it's one of the reasons how this, this conversation came about, isn't it? Because I'm looking at <laughs> yeah. how we can rank for, for some of the stuff which is more applicable to, to my niche, which is... Um, you know, we we do get fishermen and, and people like that, but a lot of the time this is urban um, people coming to stay in, you know, for restaurants and that side of things for leisure. But this is the great thing about this this conversation is that to bring attention to people's websites, to for people to understand that they can go and find out this stuff and then uh, get help and services like yourself, uh, Craig, that is so important that people do this so they are planting those seeds to to grow the opportunity of, of getting more people to land on their website in, in years to come. And that's a great time to throw open to, to your services, uh, Craig. So what is it that you can offer for hosts? So people listening, what sort of services can you offer? And is there any specific places that you cover? Is it worldwide? Is it is it UK only? What sort of, um, what can people expect if they get in touch with you? Okay. Um, 
yes, worldwide. I've got clients in Australia, America, Italy, Scotland, and the England. What what do I offer? Yeah, so starts with a website audit. I can do a website audit for people, which will just can just say this is what you need to do. If you're happy and comfortable, go off and do it yourself. You know, if you're confident to do so. And some people at that point just don't want the don't have the time to do it or don't want to learn how to do it. So I can I can implement those changes for them. Or it's just tying everything together. So there's not just on-page SEO. That's your website and its structure, its speed, its content. But there's off-page SEO. So that's all the rest of the web and how you can get your website or your business address uh, listed on other places. So, for example, off-page blogs or citations, which are like directories. Think of like Yale.com and that sort of thing. There are hundreds and hundreds of directories and listings for businesses out there, and you can get your business listed on them. So it's quite time-consuming, but that's what builds your authority, having those backlinks to your website. So there's some of the services I offer, obviously email marketing, social media media marketing, and and general business advice as well if, if they need it. That's cool. That's cool. And um, we're going to be sharing shortly how people can get in touch with you. But before we do, we love to do a couple of just quick fire fun questions, Craig. And um, so one thing I'd love to know is now you've got potentially some extra time. Are you going to be booking any holidays away? And if so, where is the travel destination that you'd most like to visit? Okay. Well, we always go away at Easter with some uh, some friends. We've actually booked some hives. uh, We've got three, three luxury caravans two of which are dog-friendly because we have had dogs with us. And that's raised the question from my three teenagers, well, where are we going to go in the summer, Dad? Uh, and my wife pipes up Mexico. So it looks like we're going there. I need to get us some more clients first. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Mexico's meant to be lovely. I've not been myself. Yeah. But, um, St. Ives, I know, is beautiful. What is one either gadget or one piece of software which you really love and think everybody listening should should go and check out? Okay, um, I use Neil Patel Digital. He has a tool called Uber Suggests, and that would do a free scan on your website, give you the basics of what you need. Uh, I like that. We were just talking, um, Liam, just before this podcast about WhatsApp, which I didn't realize you can have WhatsApp on your laptop. And the amount of times I used to get WhatsApp pictures sent to me that I then emailed from my phone to my laptop to then use from my laptop. And I can simply save it straight from my laptop on WhatsApp now. So WhatsApp on my laptop, love it. <laughs> love and do you know what? A, a little trick with that, which uh, was given to me by, by another host, was create a WhatsApp group with you and one other person and then delete the other person out of that group. And you've got your own WhatsApp group. You can then, anytime you want to transfer like you say, things from the computer. And that's exactly what I now do is I've got a WhatsApp group called Liam's Notes with just me in and any pictures, any notes, anything I want to transfer text from, um, including, you know, some of the the notes, even that I think of questions, whenever I'm out and about, I'll just put it into my WhatsApp group, my notes. And then when I'm back on my desktop, I can just copy it across and put it where it needs right. to be. Right. I literally needed that this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to find a workaround and that, that is it. <laughs> it's, it's a really, once you do that, and all of a sudden that now becomes what I do all the time. I just, you yeah. know, it's, it's one of those things. So, um, yeah. And as we come towards the end, we love to ask, is there any mantras or sayings that, um, that really resonate with you or, or things which has um, impacted your life? 
Okay. Um, I think the last few years I've become more of a spiritual person, certainly not in any dogmatic way, just feel more aligned with myself. And she's part of my journey from changing my job. And I, I kind of live by the rule that you are where your attention is. So if you're, if you're in the comments section on Facebook, looking at all the negative people, things people write, that's where you are. That's where your attention is. That's where your mind is. And I've learned to just to switch all that stuff off. I've deleted my BBC app. I don't get any of those notifications anymore. And I just live in a, a happy place. I, if, if I feel distracted or upset, I learn to move my attention back to, to positive thinking. So that's it. Yeah, you are where your attention is. And that's what I kind of live by now. Really like that. It is so true. And I, I definitely, one that resonates yeah. with me 100%, Craig, I mean, deleting news apps is something which when I was in retail, I used to read like the news every lunchtime. And I'd wonder why I used to have bad days, because if you're just taking in all that negativity and all that stuff, the minute that I realized that actually it's having a negative effect, I deleted literally all of that. And um, you just you just feel better about yourself. You know, they do say yeah. um, where you put your you know attention, exactly that is is the results that you'll get. So I really like right. that one. Thank you, Greg. How can everybody listening come and get in touch with you or give you a follow? Well, my company is called Web Marketing, two Bs. That's uh, my name. Uh, my email is craig at webmarketing.info. I don't particularly have any social channels set up yet, but I do have a website. Needs an update, <laughs> webmarketing.info. Cool, cool. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a lot yeah. of hosts that reach out to you, and certainly I'm one of them. So um, this is how this conversation came about. I'm uh, speaking to to Craig about his services and um, loving the the information that I've uh, that I've got. That audit is amazing as well. So um, definitely do get in touch with Craig if it is something that you're seriously considering for your business to get some search engine optimization or some digital marketing services, Craig is the person to reach out to. So thank you if you're listening in on the Boostly podcast or if you're watching on the YouTube channel. We know there's a lot of places that you can put your attention and I really appreciate you putting it with Boostly. Uh, that's it for this episode and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Craig, was there any last uh, moment questions or or anything I missed or comments? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just thank you to uh, you and Mark for everything you do. Thank you. Thanks very much, buddy. Bye for now. <laughs>